0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Houston, Texas with my new friend Haley Fountain of HolisticInHouston.com. She's a Houston native that loves how so many diverse cultures contribute to the amazing foodie scene. In this episode, Haley and I talk about visiting the Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center, riding horses through the town for the rodeo Houston, and diving at the Blue Lagoon. You hear about these three amazing attractions, plus so much more. The show notes will be available at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Houston. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Haley, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Lee. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So today we're talking about Houston, Texas. It's a great town, basically right on the Gulf of Mexico, Uh, It's known for like oil wells and sometimes hurricanes coming through there, but I know that there's a lot that we need to be able to talk about. I know you have a lot of great tips, so let's kind of jump right into it. What actually brought you to Houston?
1: So I'm actually a Houston native, which is very rare. There's not many of us. Most people are kind of transplants that end up here, but I grew up in the suburbs of Houston. I went to school at University of Houston, go Cougs, and I am really happy to call Houston home. And I, I stay here because it's got a great busy industrial life and there's a lot of career opportunity there's great food and a melting pot of cultures like you can literally get everything here and your paycheck goes further in Houston than any other major city in the US so it's a great place to live and work and enjoy life as a millennial
0: awesome yeah i, I was actually had a chance to visit there a couple of years ago and i was i was really surprised when i was talking to the cabbie as we were driving around how big Houston is just geographically, as well as just the number of people that actually live there.
1: Yeah, it is so spread out. I don't quote me on this, but I think we're maybe the fourth biggest city in the U S which is so crazy. And it is the most spread out city in the U S uh, most spread out metropolitan city that is. Uh, so it's very unique in that sense.
0: Like you said, you grew up there, you kind of fell in love with the food and, and all the different things to do. What's the main thing that kind of keeps you there in Houston?
1: There's just so much to do. Like a lot of people just think of oil and gas or hurricanes, like you said, uh, when they think of Houston, but there's so much more to Houston. We have uh, one of the most advanced medical centers in the U.S., obviously incredibly diverse restaurant industry. Um, I'm a huge foodie, and so I like to live in a city that has such a melting pot of cultures, like any type of cuisine that you can think of that you want, you can find authentic options in that food group. And you can also find, you know, if you want something that's really whole on the wall and inexpensive, or if you want something that's fine dining, whatever you are craving, you can literally find it anywhere in Houston. And we have a very sophisticated cultural scene. Um, our museum district is incredible. I love visiting all the museums here. We have, you know, the huge Museum of Fine Arts, Museum of Natural Science, and then we have a ton of other smaller museums. Like I just drove past the other day, the um, Czech History Museum, which I think I've actually been driving past it on my way to work for the last five years. I never knew it was there. Um, so I'm excited to visit that. And uh, we have a really advanced theater district and we have all the major sports. We have a team for that. So there's just so much to do. And again, the cost of living is so low. So you can really enjoy all the options without burning yourself out financially.
0: Oh, I totally agree. That's one of the reasons why we we chose that Nashville, actually, because pretty affordable, major sports and and just a diverse food culture. So definitely a lot of good things to think about there. Now, if you had to describe Houston in just one or two words, how would you do that?
1: I'd say diverse. I think that's the best way. You know, a great example of that when I was at University of Houston, University of Houston was voted the most diverse university in the US for several years. I don't know if they still have that title, but um just a really good representation of the city of Houston as a whole. There's just so many cultures here because of the oil and gas industry. We have people from all over the world, especially with the big oil boom in the 80s, all the people that have moved here over the years. And again, that just contributes to our really advanced cultural scene and, and food. I talk about food a lot because I just really love food. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's one of the things that sometimes people forget about when you have a diverse culture and people from all over the world coming there, they're bringing their culture, they're bringing their food, they're bringing their traditions, and it helps create that melting pot that you described. Exactly. Okay. So when people are planning to come visit Houston, are there certain times of year that they should look to visit, whether maybe there's culture, like a festival or concerts or something like that, or maybe just to avoid certain weather?
1: So Houston is hot, like hot, hot and humid in the summer months. Um, So my recommendation to people is to come in springtime. So I would say February to perhaps April or May or in the fall time. Like right now is actually a really good time. We're just kind of ending hurricane season (laughs) and uh, the weather's really nice before we get into winter. So those are my two favorite times of year. I would say spring and fall. In February, we have the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. It's the biggest rodeo in the world and there's so much to do there beyond just the actual rodeo. Like again, food, activities. It's family friendly. There's great dancing and just all these really great things. And it's a really great representation of Houston's culture. That's a great opportunity. That is in February through like the end of March, usually. And they have great concerts as well. So if you're a country music fan, they always have really big name country music stars coming to play every night after the rodeo ends. So it's just a really fun events. And then uh, in the fall, so from usually the month of September, sometimes it gets extended there. We have Houston restaurants week so that you can actually eat at some of Houston's finest restaurants for a reduced price. And a portion of those proceeds actually benefit a charity. So it's really cool. Um, you get to try all these really great restaurants. Like It's like $35 or $45 for a four course meal. And uh, a portion of those proceeds go to a charity. So I think that's really fun. And a great way to kind of explore some of the the nicer food options here
0: absolutely and it's a, a total win-win right because not only are you getting a great meal at a, at a at a reduced price but it's really helping those people in the local community that, that really need the help i think i think that's just a wonderful thing to do
1: yeah it's great and yeah i i always enjoyed a little too much to be honest but um it's a lot of fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're feeling a little guilty all i could is say i'm doing it for a good cause and uh, that's all that matters
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. Okay, well, let's take a step back. And if people are planning to come visit Houston, where should they fly into? I know Houston has two different airports. And personally, I love Southwest. So I'd probably be flying into one. But which is your favorite airport?
1: Yeah, I fly Southwest as well. If you're flying Southwest, you're going to fly into Hobby Airport. So if you're traveling domestically, most of the major airports do um, you know, offer Southwest. And you can get here to Hobby Airport. It's just a lot easier to get in and out of. Bush is international and it's also like way out up north and it's just very difficult to to get to and from so i would always recommend flying southwest and fly i think american airlines has some uh, limited flights into hobby as well but i always recommend hobby to people because it's easy to get in and out of it's only like maybe 20 minute drive into the city whereas with bush you could easily be 40 minutes plus with traffic
0: oh wow yeah i mean that makes a big difference yeah and plus i have this uh, i have the southwest companion pass so i get to fly my wife or my child with me for free with that. So that, that definitely makes a sense to go into hobby.
1: Yeah, I have that too, actually. My sister and I use that. So it's oh, great. <laughs> right on. cool.
0: Okay. So say we're flying into hobby from there. How do we get into the city? Do we rent a car? Do we take Uber? Is there public transportation? Like what's the best way to get around?
1: I always recommend renting a car in Houston. Like I mentioned before, it's really spread out. And especially if you're traveling with kids or a family and you want to see some of the more family-friendly attractions, if you want to visit NASA, for example, which is a really cool visit, that's like all the way down in Webster, Texas. That's like a 30-minute drive from The middle of the city, Um, so and you know from the airport, like all the things to do. uh, You definitely want to rent a car if possible. You can Uber; it's just going to get expensive. Most areas have adequate parking, except for the downtown area. So you'll typically be able to find parking um, wherever you're going. And then there is public transportation, but honestly, our Houston just blew up really quickly, and our public transportation system is not sophisticated enough to support that. So there is limited public transportation. Um, We do have a bus system and like a, you know, a light rail, but it's not going to get you to all the places that you want to go. So I always recommend just renting a car.
0: That makes total sense. I mean, I used to live in LA and we had the same problem. There was public transportation. I used to take it going back and forth to work. But if you're going to all the different touristy things, generally it took you to all the different places you didn't want to go. If you want to take the public transportation to say LAX, it literally ended a mile away from the airport. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so come on. It's so frustrating because public transportation is so, so much better for me as the dad of our family. Whenever we go to a different city, I prefer not to rent a car if I can, because I'm the one that has to drive and I can't yeah. enjoy all the different <laughs> sights and scenery and, and everything else. Right. And so I love cities where you don't have to rent a car, but obviously in Houston, you, you, you need to. Okay. So you said downtown parking can be kind of expensive or, or hard to find. When we're planning on where to stay, should we stay in the downtown area or should we stay like outside in the outskirts?
1: Again, that's a really tough question because it really depends on what type of activities you want to do. Again, if you're traveling with a family or if you're younger and you're trying to check out the bar scene. I would say the best areas to stay in the Galleria is area is really nice. And like Uptown, the Heights is like the new cool place to be. Montrose is really nice downtown. There are actually one of my favorite hotels is downtown. So if you were coming and you were really interested in like the more cultural and arts offerings that Houston has downtown would be a cool option because you're really close to the museum district and to the theater district. And so again, it just depends on what you're trying to do, but I would say, for most people, Galleria Uptown is really great. The Heights, Montrose, and then downtown if you're trying to check out some of the you know, cultural offerings.
0: Okay. And so you mentioned a couple of your favorites are in that that downtown area. Like, what are the names of those?
1: So my favorite hotel downtown is the Lancaster Hotel. It's actually a historical landmark in Houston. The building is over 100 years old. And uh, because it's a historical landmark, uh, they have to keep a lot of the traditional architecture of it. Like they can't change up the lobby and stuff. So it's just got a lot of history. It's a really cute boutique hotel. Really, really, really cute when you walk in and the rooms are like smaller, but still very like homey. And and it's very, it's a very nice hotel. So also downtown, the Marriott Marquis is very nice. They have a Texas shaped pool on the top floor of the hotel that overlooks the city with like a glass banister, it's really, really cool. So that's a really great place to stay.
0: Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. I, that's one thing I noticed. Like you go to other states and they don't really do this. But when you go to Texas, you know, they have the Texas-shaped pool. When I've been to San Antonio at one of the hotels, they had a, a waffle maker that made waffles in the shape of Texas. <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed. Texans love Texas. And there's like Texas everywhere you look.
1: Yes, we're very proud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about some of the other things. Like you mentioned, uh, like NASA, you said it's about a half an hour away to the south, I believe, or to the west?
1: Yeah, so it is south east in Webster, Texas. So it's about 30 minutes south. Yeah. That whole area is really cool. You have, you can go visit NASA and go to the the Johnson Space Center, which is a really cool experience. Even, I mean, I say it's family friendly because it's great for kids, but even for adults, if you're into learning more about space and about astronauts, it's a really cool experience. I think everyone should go visit it. And there's so much rich history there for the U.S. as well. Um, So that's a really cool place to visit. And you can also go to the Kima Boardwalk when you're down there too, which is just a really pretty carnival style boardwalk that overlooks the Gulf that is, again, really family friendly. They have rides and they have food and restaurants. You can even go sailing out there, which is really cool.
0: That sounds fun. What are some of the other things that like in the Houston area, say if we're staying in the downtown or if we're just going in the outskirts there, what are some of the other things we should look at?
1: Yeah, definitely check out um, some of our museums. The uh, Museum of Fine Arts Houston is by far one of the best museums I've ever visited. I visited a lot of museums while I'm traveling. It just has so much to offer. I just recently went to one of the exhibits, the Get Modern exhibit, which I think is going to be a permanent exhibit that they're going to offer, which is really cool. I talk, again, I talk about food a lot because I'm a foodie, but you really, when you're in Houston, you need to just plan your day around restaurants and visiting. Some of the different restaurants that we have to offer, Chinatown is one of my favorite places to go if you want some like hole-in-the-wall Asian food that is some of the best that you can find, super authentic and delicious and really inexpensive too. Just even checking out some of the parks and like we have a lot of outdoorsy things that you can do here. If you're visiting on the weekend, we have a huge farmer's market. It's called Urban Harvest Farmer's Market. I'm a health coach, and I'm really into healthy living. And this is like one of the biggest farmer's markets I've ever been to. And there's so many cool vendors and local uh, businesses that you can support. It's really fun. They serve coffee, and you can have breakfast, and you can walk around and try all the different goodies.
0: Wow, that sounds delicious. One of the other things when I was looking, doing a little research about Houston, I found something called the Blue Lagoon that I guess is just outside of uh, Houston.
1: Yes. So I've never been to the Blue Lagoon. I'm actually um, trying to get on a waiting list for that because if you have a scuba diving license, you can actually get in a lot easier. So my sister is trying to get her (laughs) scuba diving license, but it is this little hidden Lagoon with this crystal blue water. It's about an hour outside of the city. So again, you really have to have a car (laughs) to be able to to see some of these things, but it is crystal blue water. Like if you took a GoPro with you and and dove into the water, you would be able to see everything. It's, It's this little hidden gem. They only allow 25 people in per day to preserve the natural area. But if, you, if that's something that you're really interested in, if you like little water holes and things like that, it's definitely a place to visit. But you have to get there super early in the morning, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get it.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. That's like, uh, I remember in, in talking with uh, Jake Haley for my uh, Cancun episode, he's, he was talking about the cenotes that are down there in Mexico. It sounds very similar to that.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very similar.
0: Well, I know that you love talking about food. We've gone <laughs> this far without going too much into it. Let's talk about some of your favorite places to eat in Houston.
1: Yeah, favorite restaurant. So, um depending on what you're looking for again, there's there are So many options at so many different cultures and so many different price levels that like literally anyone will be happy with what they find here. For casual dining, I recommend Postino. They have some great wine options and their entire menu can be made gluten-free. So those of you that are health foodies like me, uh, you really appreciate that. And they have a lot of good vegan options as well. I recommend the gluten-free bruschetta. It is incredible. They have like so many different types that you can get. If you like Italian food, I recommend Cultivare. It's an upscale Italian restaurant in the Heights, which is a really uh, cute and homey neighborhood in Houston. I'm a big wine drinker as well, so they have excellent wine. (laughs) And their pizza is really good. I'm not a huge pizza eater, but they're really known for their pizza. If you like French food, I recommend Brasserie 19. I would get the beef bourguignon. It is out of this world. It typically sells out because they've limited – Quantity. So if you get there too late, you may miss the beef bourguignon. So um, I would get there earlier if possible.
0: That's always frustrating when you go to a restaurant that all your friends have talked about and they're like, oh my god, you have you have to visit here when you're when you're there. And then you go there, and the one dish that you really wanted was sold out. And so it's, yeah, make your reservation early and and go in a little early because you don't want to miss out on on something that's a, like a special delicacy like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's happened to me quite a few times. So yeah, I I highly recommend making reservations. A lot of these places that I'm Talking about are, you know, limited quantities. So definitely make a reservation. And the other one I want to recommend is uh, there's a restaurant called Les Colonial. It, they do French and Vietnamese fusion. Their shaking beef is excellent. Again, a lot of vegan options and healthy options. And there, actually, you no, know, there's one other restaurant. I'm like really into restaurants and food, <laughs> as you can tell. The other restaurant I want to recommend is Honda Cherry. It's an Indian fusion restaurant, and they have a bakery on the second floor. And they have all these different raw vegan desserts and drinks and stuff. It's really cool. So I recommend that for anyone who's into like healthy, even if you're not into healthy eating, it doesn't taste healthy. It, it tastes delicious. So if you're a foodie, whether you care about eating well and healthy or not, I recommend it.
0: The last time I was there in Houston, we we're staying at the Galleria and at a place called uh, Peli Peli. It's a South African restaurant. Have you been there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, but I have been there, and they have really great reviews, too.
0: I don't remember what we ate there, but I just know everything looked very beautiful when they brought it to the table, and it tasted absolutely delicious.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And I struggle sometimes if I go to cities that aren't really known for their food – I'm like always very disappointed because I think I've been a little spoiled living in Houston and it being such a foodie city and like everything is always delicious and it's always presented in a really pretty way, even at some of the like more casual dining places. So I'm always like really disappointed when I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, like mediocre presentation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like step up your game.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, say I'm traveling with my family and uh, we're looking for something that's a little bit more um, like economical for like for the kids and in me and everything. Where should we go for like a family meal that way?
1: So, I'm um, one of my favorite restaurants that's like really cost-effective that uses all local cuisine as local foods affectionately known local foods using local foods. Um, They have great food options and they source everything locally, which is really cool. So that farmer's market I mentioned, they get most of their produce from there and they support all the local vendors for like their meats and their bread and everything on their menu is delicious. You really can't go wrong. Um, They have one, it's like a blackened salmon salad. That's my absolute favorite. They have a really good kid-friendly menu as well. So that's a great place. Even if you're, if you're traveling by yourself or with people or with a family, really inexpensive. I recommend that one.
0: So say uh, say my wife and I are, are taking a little trip by ourselves, uh, leaving the kids behind, and, and we want to go out to a nice dinner and then maybe go out someplace like dancing or a nightcap afterwards. Where should we go for that?
1: Armando's in River Oaks is a Tex-Mex restaurant, and they also have salsa dancing, which is really fun. So you can go there for dinner, and after 8 p.m., they move all of the tables to the side and it turns into a salsa dancing club it's really fun
0: oh that sounds amazing yeah i think too often you know couples they forget like that romance even after you have kids and stuff like that you need to leave them behind sometimes or leave them with grandma or whatever and go out there and do a little dancing you know i mean it kind of kicks things back up again
1: yeah, the salsa dancing is really fun. Gloria's is another place that offers salsa dancing um, that's also really fun. And it's similar to Armando's. Like you can go there and eat and then at a certain point, they actually move all the tables aside and it turns into like a huge dance floor, which is really fun.
0: That sounds great. Okay, last one. Where should we go if we want like a, like a dessert, something to satisfy our sweet tooth after dinner or just for like a mid afternoon snack?
1: The chocolate bar. So the chocolate bar is a locally owned chocolate restaurant. So they do ev- like anything you can imagine that could possibly be dipped in chocolate. You can get there. And the cool thing is, after 8 p.m., all their fruit that's dipped in chocolate is half off. So, if it's in the evening and you're after dinner and you want to go satisfy your sweet tooth, you can go get some fruit dipped in chocolate half off. Or if you're going in the middle of the day, it's a good, it's also family friendly because they have ice cream and they have really good cakes and cookies, like literally any type of dessert that you can imagine, they have there. And they have two locations in Houston actually on like different sides of the city so no matter where you're staying you should be able to easily find one of their locations and they've been around forever too
0: that's awesome you're speaking to my heart (laughs) chocolate something (laughs) sweet and half price so
1: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Haley, i really appreciate you sharing all these tips for houston i know i've learned a lot and i can't wait to come back and now it's time for the final countdown so if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited houston where should they go and what should they eat
1: Okay. So my absolute favorite restaurant in Houston is called Blue Dorn. It's owned by a a chef who has a Michelin star and I would recommend the lamb dish. It's literally just called lamb on the menu. It's incredible. Everything on their menu is amazing, but particularly the lamb is my favorite dish there.
0: Ah, nice. Okay. So you've been in Houston pretty much your entire life other than when you're traveling around. What's one of your most memorable stories of being there?
1: Well, one of my best memories of living in Houston and something that sort of just kind of captures like what Houston is all about and what people think would think of when they think of Texas is, you know, I mentioned the Houston livestock show and rodeo. So before the rodeo happens every year, all of the uh, riders actually come in, they ride into Houston on their horses. So instead of driving and putting the horses onto, onto their trucks or whatever, they actually ride the horses in and they have wagons. Like if you're visiting Houston for the first time, you might be driving in. And if you come, you know, right before the rodeo and you'll actually see over 6,000 riders coming in from all, as far as Louisiana to come to the rodeo. So it's a really cool experience. Like I remember as a kid, the first time that I saw it and I'm just like, whoa, what is going on? Cause people always joke like, oh, if you live in Texas you must ride a horse to work or something. (laughs) And that's so beyond the truth. But actually this, at that point in the year, you see that and you're like, wow, this is actually Texas. Like this is such a Texas thing happening in Texas. So that's one of my fondest memories. And then you see it every year now as the rodeo is coming into town. And it's just a really cool reminder of, of Houston's history with that. So that's probably my favorite memory.
0: I can totally imagine that people that aren't expecting it, their mind just must be blown away.
1: Yeah, they are. I have friends like that have visited around that time and they're just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Did we like go back in time?
0: <laughs> I, I think what I would do is, just because I'm this way with my friends sometimes, I wouldn't tell them anything about it at all. And I would just happen to be walking by at that exact moment just to see the look on their face.
1: That's what I've done. Yeah. They literally take up the entire freeway. So like you'll be just driving to lunch or dinner or to work or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're behind 20 people on horseback. It's just bizarre.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Speaking of happy memories and fun times, where's the happiest happy hour in Houston?
1: You got to go to Heights Beer Garden. It is a patio kind of beer garden style bar and they have great beer, great cocktails, really good happy hour prices, and it's just a really fun time. It's a very lively place with a lively crowd.
0: That sounds fun. That sounds like my kind of place. Now, one thing I always do whenever I travel to cities is check out the local pizza. And I know you said that earlier that pizza's not your thing a little bit, but where should I go for the best pizza in Houston?
1: So I'm not a huge pizza person, but I will tell you the best pizza in Houston is Frank's Pizza. It's actually downtown. So it is a little more difficult to get to because the parking isn't as great. But Frank's is just this little hole in the wall pizza place. They are open really late and they just have a really good classic pizza and everyone loves their pepperoni pizza and I've I've had it before and it's delicious. I'm not a huge pizza person, but everyone I know, if you were to ask that question, I think hands down would say Frank's pizza.
0: Nice. It sounds like it may be a little difficult to get to, but totally worth it.
1: Yes. Worth it for sure.
0: I know obviously you travel a lot. You know everything about Houston. What's your best travel tip?
1: So my travel tip, I wouldn't say it's necessarily about Houston. I think since I'm a, you know, I'm a health coach, I'm going to give you some health advice. When you're traveling, you need to stay hydrated because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get so much more out of your experience if you have energy, which you get by staying hydrated all day, and especially in Houston, because it gets so hot here. You gotta stay hydrated so you have the energy to kind of get through the day and, and explore and enjoy everything it has to offer.
0: Oh well, yeah, for sure. I mean, going up in a plane can dehydrate you so easily. And even if you're not thirsty, you just gotta just chow down on that water. Just to stay hydrated especially if you have anything to drink on the plane, that'll mess you up super quick, right?
1: Yeah. You lose so much water on that. So I know that might be an unconventional answer to that question, but really powerful. Stay hydrated.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) right on. Well, Haley, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and and telling us, you know, all these tips for Houston. Uh, Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are or what you do? And then if people have questions about what you do or or Houston, what's the best way on social media for them to to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I am a holistic health coach. I've been doing that for the last three years here in Houston. I'm a model and actress. I'm a blogger. I have a blog called holisticinhouston.com, all about living your best life, body, mind, and soul. And I kind of add the local flair of Houston and supporting small local businesses here into my blog. I'm a huge foodie. And yeah, I'm just on a mission to be the best version of myself. You can find me at the local farmers market or you can find me eating. of the time. Those are the things I do. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, if you want to, you know, check out my blog or follow me on social, I'm most active on Instagram. So I'm at holistic in Houston. So that's H O L I S T I C in Houston. I do a lot of health talks. I share, again, I I share a lot of local Houston and not just Houston, Texas-owned businesses. I'm really passionate about female-owned businesses as well. So I highlight a lot of female-owned businesses in the health space. And um, I do post a lot of food pictures because I love food. So yeah, that's me.
0: Nice. Anytime I'm hungry, I'm going to look at your blog and just see all the awesome pictures. And then hopefully I can find something at least half as good in my local area
1: yeah that's great
0: (laughs) (laughs) well again thanks for being on the show i really appreciate it and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there
1: yeah thanks lee i appreciate it
0: what a fun conversation with haley my mouth is watering after hearing about all this yummy food you can find all the links we talked about today at we travel there.com forward slash houston we want to say thank you to award wallet for being today's affiliate partner It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit Salt Lake City, Utah to speak with my good friend Ben Luthy of freelancewriteracademy.com. In this episode, we talk about the Salt Lake Temple Square, hiking Anson Park, and snowboarding in the local mountains. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.